Hi friends, Reverend Doug Meyer here, Associate Pastor of Caring Ministries at Treach Memorial United Methodist Church in Flower Mound. So it's my privilege today to kind of introduce us to and walk us through what uh, in the Christian church is called Monday Thursday. It is obviously on Thursday and it is in some sense um, part of the unfolding drama of Holy Week. Uh, depending on when you date and kind of begin your week. So, you know, Palm Sunday is the Sunday prior to Easter. And so, in some minds, that begins Holy Week. Then you have this service and focus on Thursday, then Good Friday. Some um, denominations and expressions of Christianity have what's called a Holy Saturday vigil. And then Easter morning. So, whether you have been around Christian churches uh, all your life, or maybe you're just now checking it out, Maundy Thursday is, um, I think it's a very uh, personal service. It's a very passionate, uh, self-aware service, in that it commemorates Jesus' last meal with his followers. And... um, you know, we can only imagine, and I, I like to imagine it really like um, these folks who have given their heart to him and following him are gathered together and are celebrating uh, this holy meal together. And they're, they are like they would do then, uh, seated on the floor, seated around a table, having a meal, uh, leaning over, talking to one another. Uh, I think disciples laughed. I think that they would cut up and, uh, you know, talk about their day and talk about the normality of life. And I don't think it was always, you know, holy chimes in the background and uh, incense or whatever. So I think there was some, uh, we know there was a meal going on. And uh, through scripture, we can begin to develop an image, a picture in our mind, and you've seen a ton of pictures of the Last Supper, right, where they all sat at a banquet table all lined up, and it captures all sorts of different looks. Well, okay, that's an artist moment. I think it was a lot more fluid than that. And in the midst of dinner, Jesus stood up and uh, grabbed a towel, probably just some kind of piece of cloth, I imagine, found a basin and a pitcher, and began going around and washing each one of the disciples' feet. So, what I need to tell you about that moment is, uh, it was startling, because Jesus was entering into a role that most times is done by the lowest servant in the house. When you go, when you went to someone's home in that day, there was a servant assigned to washing the guest's feet. Uh, why? Well, okay, just imagine for a minute, dusty roads, you know, bits of shoes and sandals, probably a lot of bare feet. It was a sign of hospitality, for one thing. It was just a part of welcoming you into my home. And um, perhaps some hygiene, because you're all sitting down there right by each other's stinky feet. But, um, so imagine this figure whom many love and adore and are following, now coming around and picking up your dirty feet and wanting to wash them. Whoa, that's big and humbling and overwhelming. And uh, 
if you want to read the account of this, go to John 13. Um, there's kind of a, a script, if you would. Part of it here I'm going to read to you for just a second. Uh, so imagine Jesus going around the floor, the table, whatever, and he gets to Peter. Scripture says, this is uh, John 13, 6, He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Can you imagine just kind of an exclamation, almost a pushing back? Jesus replied, you don't realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. Peter exclaimed, no, you shall never wash my feet. There was a pause, and Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part of me. Then Lord Simon replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Wow. I love the humanity of that moment. Just this big expression of, Jesus, I love you. Uh, don't touch me, Jesus, I love you, wash all of me. You know, they're still trying to figure out who is, what is going on. We think we know who Jesus is. We have assigned him this certain role as Messiah. But they're also wonderfully human and are, and are still wrestling with all of that. Uh, the next verse, verse 10 says, Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. Hmm, what's that an allusion to, or alluding to? For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. So imagine for just a minute, you, um, you're having a dinner party, and you're washing everybody's feet, or pouring everybody drinks, or whatever, and there's somebody at the table that... Uh, is about to, uh, as some might say, snitch on you. They're about to say, it's him. And you're holding their feet in your hand and you are humbling yourself in front of them. Wow. Do you think you could do that? I don't, I'd want to grab their big toe and just twist it off. But um, So scripture goes on to say, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes which basically just means he put his tunic back on, and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me Lord and teacher, and rightly so, for that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Listen close here. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. You know, it's um, noted throughout the Gospels of what a, um, a relevant, if you would, teacher Jesus is. So imagine he knows this is his last meal with his followers, and he's trying to get in this last charge, this mandate, if you would. Well, therein lies why this is called Maundy Thursday. That is taken from the Latin for mandate, which we then get the word command or charge. So you could say this this Thursday is, you know, last lesson day or last charge day. Um, and so therein, therein is that. That is, you know, maybe that's like you can imagine Jesus' last message. Like if he knew he was 
as he did, he was about to die, and he knew someone was going to betray him. Um, this is the last thing he wanted them to do. It was a review, I guess, if you would. So in that, um, I think there's just all sorts of examples of humility, of uh, being with people, breaking bread with, having that kind of intimate encounter with, you know, it's interesting when we talk about people's feet, we almost have to promise people at the service, you're not going to have to touch somebody else's feet. Uh, people will avoid this service because they wig out about people's feet, either touching somebody else's feet or have somebody else touch their feet. You know, and I, I wonder, I know people, there's just all sorts of probably scientific stuff about people having foot issues, but um, it's about as intimate as you can get. There are some more intimate things, but I mean... Encountering somebody's humanity through their feet, I think is, um, gosh, that is probably just one of the most powerful things you can do. And um, so Jesus puts himself in that servant role. He identifies that that night someone there at the table is going to uh, betray him. He also knows that someone at that table will deny him, i.e. Peter, i.e. many of the disciples who then um, just kind of vanished. When Jesus was arrested and taken away, they went into hiding because they were terrified. Before we wrap up, I want you to think about uh, the lesson maybe for you and me out of all of this. Um, the one that stands out to me is just this whole notion of feet. And, um, you know, where had those feet taken you? And where had the feet that came to dinner that night, where had they been? And um, are there any roles that you're in where you are willing to humble yourself to wash somebody else's feet? And maybe it's not literally wash their feet, but it's to associate with and to do life in such a way that you're very close and vulnerable with somebody uh at the extreme of knowing them. Um, I live in a bubble. There's a good chance that you live in a bubble. And I live in a bubble with people who are very similar to me and look a lot like me and this, that, and the other. And um, this text kind of calls me out on where do I go or do or live my faith in which I, um, I humble myself to encounter other people in their dirty feet. I think there's all sorts of opportunities for that that I don't pursue. Uh, and I wonder if maybe you do as well or don't as well. And then I also think about just the humility of would I let Jesus wash my feet? Would I want Jesus to know where my feet have been? And in a strange kind of way, is there something about Jesus touching my feet that will help him know me in a deeper way that I don't really want him to know me in? Well, in a sense, that's what that night is. And when we gather as in the Christian faith to recognize his service, we come together um, hearing scripture. In some cases, there will be foot washing services. In most all cases, there is a remembrance of the holy meal through the uh, venue of communion. And um, it's really a lot of uh, contemplation and reflection about humility, betrayal, denial, and um, just kind of the dusty nerdiness of getting close to people and knowing them and allowing ourselves to be known fully. So, as you consider that, 
along your Lenten journey as you consider it from afar, looking back at the faith. I hope you'll um, just allow yourself to kind of see the full humanity of Jesus and um, how he was able to transcend any sense of you know, who he was, who he is, to lower himself to know us in that most vulnerable way. I hope you've learned something. I hope that uh, perhaps you'll go back and read John 13. That'll give you a, a, a glimpse into uh, this unfolding drama. If you would, let's, um, let's close our time together with a prayer. Creator God, here we are stepping into uh, the unfolding story of your love and grace. We encounter Jesus up close in a very personal, humbling kind of way. Things that uh, we kind of take for granted. Clean feet and a table with friends. Um, we don't ever consider that we're going to wash their feet or that we'll betray you or deny you. Or uh, These are big emotions. Help us to understand or just to come up close to them as we contemplate what it means for you to be crucified and rise again from the dead. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.